Hey. Hey. All right, we are recording, my guy. <clears throat> All ready to go. All right, buddy. So, first off, thank you so much for coming on, being part of the Uncommon Podcast interview team here. No worries. Um, I'm really excited, man, because we're, we're going to get a chance to work together this month, hopefully, if all goes well, um, mm-hmm. and you don't end up leaving before we get these tracks finished up. <laughs> and um, I'm really excited, too, because your music is actually banging. I think there's a lot of artists in town, and there's a lot of artists in general that are SoundCloud rappers or that are just like one-off Spotify, and yeah. they don't really have a flow. They don't have any <clears throat> definition to their voice, and a lot of it's just like they throw in a lot of heavy auto-tune and that's it yeah so i'm really happy to have you on the podcast kairos music yeah. um i'm excited to have you and let's just jump right into it man um i want to know a little bit about your life i saw that you had uh engineering in your bio on instagram yeah. um and i kind of wanted to know why rap and not engineering man like what's going well, on well not that? not engineering like building buildings like yeah. audio engineering dope but uh i went to school for it but there's just it's really hard to get a job placement doing that sort of thing mm-hmm. here in Kelowna at least so I don't know I looked around studios and stuff <clears throat> um, if I moved to Vancouver Calgary Toronto something like that mm-hmm. probably would have been more likely to get a job but yeah uh, I really like Kelowna yeah what's making so, you stick around in Kelowna uh, just the weather the people yeah the scene it's really <laughs> good weather man it's beautiful out here yeah yeah dude that's right, yeah. dude. It was good. It was good growth for me coming from like a small town, Saskatchewan. Yeah. To the hip hop scene here. Nice. I feel like I've almost come to the point where I've outgrown it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, so did you start hip hop in Saskatchewan? Did you start rapping in Saskatchewan? Yeah. No way, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Where, so where are you from? You said small town, Saskatchewan? Swift Current. Swift Current. Not like super small. But yeah, but small. relatively small. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Um, Okay, let's dive into that a little bit. Like what? So you're in Swift Current and what made you... <laughs> want to become a rapper man what made you start did you start producing beats before you started rapping or did you just jump right into it no i didn't produce first i i have produced before but uh, like beat making is just not for me yeah it's uh you kind of have to pick your battles of what you want to specify in if you really want to be good at something Mm -hmm. like you can be good at a lot of things be a jack of all trade or you can be an expert at one thing so that's why i focused on rap but being in saskatchewan I don't know. I, w- I went and traveled around the world a little bit. I went to Australia and uh, there's a guy there that kind of influenced me to start writing. Okay. And so I came back, I was writing. And Man, sorry, sorry. How, do you, how did he influence you to start writing? Like, just by you... constantly freestyling in my ear. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. No way. Fuck yeah. yeah. And then, That's rad. Yeah. And then he wanted me to get it on track. And Sweet. It's my first ever track that'll never see the light of day, hopefully. Oh, hey. hey. <laughs> I, I have it buried somewhere on the hard drive, but. Yeah, one day. One day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. All right. Um, so what was kind of like the inkling? Could you take us back to the moment that you were like, maybe I should start doing this a little bit more serious? Or um, have you always taken it serious from like day one? Well, I've always like wrote poems yeah. and did that, did that sort of thing. So the transition to songwriting was pretty easy. But um, I just wanted to make songs and have fun with it and use it as a way to express myself. So I did that um, for the first mixtape. But I think since the beginning, I, I decided if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it all the way. 100%. So <clears throat> I bought like a mic. I bought like studio set up and I just started recording myself in my basement. And then at the end of that summer, I came up and I had printed off like 100 CDs Whoa. Uh, my first mixtape and my dad's like, Oh, that's what you've been doing down there. This whole yeah. Time. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just not, not just yelling at myself in the closet. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so 
uh, ever since then, just been recording lots, lots of mixtapes and constantly progressing. So hell yeah, man. Um, you do it very smart too. Like I noticed the way you work with people is you're always about collaborating. You're never, um, even though you are a battle rapper and that's actually how I heard of you first. Um, really? Yeah. That's, um, that's interesting. Good thing I did that then. Cause yeah, I did that when I first moved to Kelowna yeah. and I didn't really know anybody here. So oh, no I was just trying to get involved in the scene any way that I could. Right. And that's, um, yeah, there was a few things going on then. Uh, yeah. but then battle rap was one of them. <clears throat> so yeah. I signed up for battling what made you go into battle rap because like i don't see I anybody did, I doing just, it i like, just wanted to get a leg into the hip-hop game, hey? scene yeah in Kelowna. So that's, that's i built crazy. a lot of relationships from it yeah and a lot of people i guess know me from it too so definitely man like i think yeah. i've uh i watched some of your rap battles as well when you post them and they're pretty crazy man like i think it's intense yeah like it's uh i think that's like a yeah. really sweet art form because there's yeah it's super it's not super easy to record yourself or whichever in your own house or room but like to go live like toe to toe with somebody who yep. could be better than you and like yep. who could have uh more rhythm or like better flow than you i think that's like it's, a really good way to develop man the best way to explain it it's like a, a boxing fight like you get in the ring and you're fighting with words yeah. but everybody hangs on every single word that you say and it's uh <clears throat> it's super intense a lot of a lot of like energy in the room and <clears throat> I haven't choked yet. So hell yeah. Like, that's good to hear. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, how long yeah. have you been doing battle rap? How long? I did 10 been? battles, 10 battles. I'm kind of semi retired right now. Cause yeah. I want to focus more on music. Sweet. I help run the local battle rap uh, league here in Kelowna, BVB, right. shout out BVB, nice. shout out the staff team. Yeah. <laughs> got uh, Kyle, Jaws, Aaron oh, yeah. and Cedar. So together we help run run the league and put on a couple events a year and it gives other people the same platform that I had when I first was starting right. to battle. It's just like somewhere to go and rap and be heard. Right. So hundred percent. I think that's really important creating any kind of, um, or becoming an artist yourself. I think it's, way more powerful to give other artists um, and starting artists like a platform or even a venue mm -hmm. to go and start their, uh, like start their actual performance, man. Yeah. And we do debuts all the time. So. That's awesome. Yeah. But the cool thing about dope. battles is it's not just performing. It's, it brings in that competitive aspect, right? Yeah. So I like it's, it. It's uh, and that's kind of at the core of hip hop. So I think that's kind of important for all artists, at least in this genre to have at least like some competitive mind state. So. Yeah. I think that's super important. No matter like what business you're in, mm -hmm. I think that the collaborative competitive mindset is, is one that's really hard yeah. to balance, but if you can mm -hmm. nail that, then it's, it does really like, it does wonders. Yeah. For the you. way I approach it is friendly competition. It's nice. like, obviously I want to yeah. release music that's way better than everybody else. Exactly. But at the same time, I want to help bring other people up and, and work together as a team. It's like, you're trying to shine individually, but also help everybody at the same time. So. Yeah, man. Got to build that tribe, dude. Yep. 100%. Hell yeah. So moving on from battle rap, um, I kind of want to know some of the the struggles that you've had going through rap. I mean, like all artists mm -hmm. go through the typical struggle of like some people not believing <clears throat> in them or like being really self-conscious. Um, but if you could give like one or two examples of um, the struggle that you've gone through that yeah. has either made you a better artist on the, the end of it um, or just like a, an, a story that you would like to share of your struggles. Um, being an artist... Uh, I guess when I was first starting out was just to be taken seriously mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, it took a, it took a while, uh, for people to, to actually see that this was like something that I could do or I was good at. <clears throat> and uh, maybe I wasn't the best when I first started, but if you stick with something long enough and you, and you really work at it, you can become good at anything. Right. So hundred percent, man. So 
I guess being taken seriously for it, especially in Saskatchewan, um, my grandparents would sometimes ask me, like, you still making that N-word music? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get, you get stuff yeah. like that because everybody's white in Saskatchewan. Well, of course, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it's it's country music um, everywhere. So. Yeah. So being different, I guess, but uh, eventually people people realize it is a thing. Mm-hmm. But now I'm getting to the age where it's also like, oh, you're still doing the rap thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so like people are starting to hate on you almost. Yeah, like my ten year grad reunion so is coming up, and it's like yeah. it's like, oh, isn't that a hobby? Are you just gonna like quit or retire from that? Yeah. But uh, I think I'm still just getting better and better. So hell yeah, man. Why why would I? Well, there's no point. Like, I really think that like right now there's no point in quitting, dude. Like (laughs) so many people come across that where, um, and that, that's been the the theme recently for like a lot of what I've been hearing is there's so much noise from the outside world and like other people's opinions. Yeah. I mean, obviously social media amplifies that and you can really have an opinion on it, but when it comes to artists or even critique, it's, it's crazy how many people will come to your video just to leave a hate comment or be like, oh man, that's all right. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. But honestly, man, it just... It doesn't affect me at all. I just tune it all out. So how, like, wh- how I just I just put the blinders on and I just do yeah. my own thing. I put it out there. If people feel it, they do. If they don't, they don't. Hundred percent. They can talk all they want. It's I'm still <laughs> just doing me, right? So. Yeah, dude. So have you built that up over the fa- like few years that you've been rapping, like the ability to just kind of tune people out, or has uh, that always been yeah. something? You've yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just uh, I think I kind of had it from day one, Dope. but it was kind of more just like <clears throat> trying to ignore. But now I can like see what people are saying and it's like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. I think battle rap especially helped with that because (laughs) you develop a thick skin when uh, you get in the ring for 10 minutes and say the worst things you can about each other. (laughs) You have to take it like a champ. Yeah. I think, I think that definitely helped toughen my skin up a little bit and I don't think anything can affect me after that. Nice. Was there ever one battle rap moment that kind of like made it for you? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's probably... Yeah, I guess Joey Malice. Yeah? <clears throat> yeah, he brought up my dead sister. Oh, damn. And that's like, it's a questionable line to cross in battle rap. Yeah. I mean, at, at one, in one corner, there is no lines. It's yeah. uh, freedom of speech, say whatever you want. In the sure. other corner, it's like respect. <clears throat> and um, lots of people try to beat him up after that. Damn. So here in Kelowna. But I I told my friends not to do it because it's, it's battle rap at the end of the day. But right. Yeah, that's that's but, pretty crazy. But that was that was probably like the most extreme thing that anybody said. Damn, yeah. that's some pretty thick stick in, dude. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For you to take that, that's pretty fucking insane, man. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Um, all right. So, like, what's what's kind of your goal? What are you focusing on for the next little bit here? So, you've done, you finished up battle rap. You're semi-retired from that. Um, yeah. Are you focusing more on like creating a uh, like a record label or anything like like that, or are you just focused on? No, like- man. I'm just I'm just trying to do my own stuff. Right. Uh, I I don't mind helping other artists and stuff, but yeah. to create a record label, I don't think I'm at that point yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel I feel like a lot of people start these labels or these rap groups. Excuse me. And it doesn't really do anything for the level that we're at. Like if you're at a level like Mercules, then you can start a record label and you can actually help people develop their careers. True. But when you're just starting to get a footing in the industry for yourself, <clears throat> doing something like that isn't really beneficial. It's um it's just I feel like it's wasted effort. Yeah, man. That makes sense. Yeah. I've seen a few record labels come and go and just fail just because they've had like they're so yeah. young and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, you look at any famous rapper like um uh, Jay Z mm-hmm. got famous, started a label. 
Diddy got famous, started a label. J. Cole got famous, started a label. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the the framework that that I feel like it should be as well. Yeah, that makes sense, man. Having like the great start these record labels and then Well, learn get to from get that. to that point where you've have enough experience in the industry, you have enough connections, yeah. uh, distribution, videos, <clears throat> um, uh, media, all that stuff to help somebody else. Because mm-hmm. for me, I can't even book a show in Kelowna right now. Like, Crazy. It's, uh, yeah, these venues are really bad at communication around town. Damn, hey. Yeah. yeah Since so- Habitat shut down, lots of venues. We had like five venues shut down in the last six months. That's nuts. And Habitat, I had a good relationship with them. That was my go-to. Yeah. Right now I'm shopping around, but none of them even get back to me and it's <clears throat> it's a pain. Yeah, that's annoying, man. That's yeah. really annoying. So yeah. like, is that why you're saying you've outgrown Kelowna then? Is it just like um, the venues are just not putting out and... Well, that's that's difficult to work with for sure. Yeah. Um, Big deterrent. The other reason is like I feel... Well, I don't, I don't want to like brag, but I feel like I'm one of the top in the city now. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's kind of what I always done is um, start at the bottom, work my way to the top and right. then move to a new city and Sweet. then start over again. But I don't want to move away from Kelowna. So. Yeah, you're, like, <laughs> you're stuck here for a while. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Um, if you were to move, where would you move? Probably Vancouver. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That seems to be the spot nowadays. Lots of people moving. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people from the scene there. I'm pretty, pretty connected, I guess, with what's right. going on over there. I'm uh, part of this online forum called BC Underground, Dope. and and it's yeah you build a lot of connections. I battled on Smoked Out out there, oh, King sweet. of the Dot. Um, collaborated with a couple of people out there, Heartbreak Boys. Mm. So yep. I know them. I know them. Yeah, rad dude. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So talked a little bit about your goals. Um, talked a little bit about your struggles. Did you have like a one story that kind of like stood out that because like. I've had, um, um, you know what I mean? Like that first. moment. So I've had a moment where, um, so when I was doing film, when I was going to film school, I was just before graduation. Um, it was like maybe three or four months before, or maybe about six <clears> months <throat> before. And we had yeah. to take this course and it was like a really bullshit course. Like we yeah. learned all these films. Was that a Cato? It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, had, we learned all these. Um, <laughs> I've had my fair share. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause you went to Cato too. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the development PD. Uh, no, this Those actually courses? was, um, this was one of the teachers. Um, oh, okay. so we had, we got put into this like, uh, website development course in like one of our very, very last quarters, which yeah. made no sense to me because I was like, we've learned all these film techniques. We've learned lighting. We've You've learned been editing creating content the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Why do we need to learn all of a sudden how to develop the back end of a website for like three months? And then that's going to be graded on us. Like that's such a curveball that I don't want. Like, why don't yeah. we take another script writing class or why don't we take another editing class? Like there's still so much that I feel like we could have done. And, um, I remember talking to the teacher and he like straight up was okay with it. Like once I started talking to him, but there was a couple times where I heard people were like, he was like shit talking me behind my back and like the teacher. Yeah, man. And he was like, he obviously didn't like me. Like I could tell that we always had that competition where, um, I challenged him on a lot of shit just yeah. because I was like, I, I don't want bullshit fed to me. So yeah. like, I'm going to challenge you if you're, if you're saying certain things. But I remember this one time I walked into his office and we were like talking and stuff. And I was like, listen, I don't want to take this course. Like, X, Y, and Z. And he's like, okay, if you don't do that, like you got to do another course. I'm like, okay, whatever. We can fix that course up. And, um, with that extra course ended up taking, um, I made this like documentary and it was, it was okay. Um, it didn't work out too, too well. Um, but I got a couple cool gigs after that following into that. But I remember the moment that I was on stage and I graduated cause I didn't have to take this course. And after that, um, he really, I could tell he just really didn't like me. 
Because you you switched to a different course. I, I like I challenged him. I switched to a different course, and um, he was just like I don't know. I, he did have a lot of ego, and that was the one mm -hmm. thing is like in the film industry you deal with that a lot, as, as in the music industry too, man. There's like whole yeah. different levels of ego. Yeah. But um, I ended up getting the personal achievement award um, for like best student, like best film student, even though there was only like a small group of Did us. Did he have to give it to you? And he had to give it to me. <laughs> yeah, man. And I have a picture of me shaking his hand and like, you can tell he's, he's just like, fuck, like in the inside of his head. And like, every time I get mad or like get disappointed that somebody maybe like doesn't think I'm good enough. Um, I just kind of like think back to that and I'm like, listen, like yeah. people are going to trip you. They're going to make fun of you for what you're doing. But at the end of the day, like they may, may they may still have to hand you like an achievement or like yeah. an award and like, see you succeed so i think that's uh that's like a moment of like kind of struggle and then like triumph out of it yeah. um it wasn't a lot of struggle but it was just like it was a lot of <laughs> flack that i took from my even my classmates too because i was like yo guys we shouldn't be taking this and they're like well i don't know blah blah blah. i don't want to like talk to the instructor and all this stuff so yeah do you have anything like that kind of mm, not that i can think of off the yeah. top of my head i have something similar similar to that that i'm i'm going through right now i just haven't oh. gotten to the achievement stage yet so <laughs> But when I do, we can revisit that. Okay, cool. Damn, I was going to ask. <laughs> I don't want to name names either just yet. So. Oh, dude, that's all good. You don't have to name drop if you don't want to. Yeah. Okay, cool. No worries, man. We'll move on. We'll move on. Okay. Um, I got a couple more questions for you. That's a good story, you. though. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I have a couple of those just like weird moments where it's like, ping, yeah. and then it like switches my momentum and I'm like, oh, fuck. Got to yeah. go even harder. Uh, so we talked a little bit about your goal. Um, what do you like? Yeah. So what are you trying to do as an artist? You're trying to grow more personally as an artist, right? Like, are you trying With to grow music? Your, yeah. yeah. Are you trying to grow um, your audience? Are you trying to grow, um, like better your performance? Uh, do I'm more live shows? I'm trying to just create, um, uh, a better brand, hmm. a more professional brand. Right. Cause, uh, when I started off, um, back in that day, you just kind of record whatever you can release it and slowly, gradually get better. And the fans like watch you along the way and it's like a journey. <clears throat> but nowadays what people are doing with technology is uh, new artists will record really a really professional track and video right. and then try and drop out of the blue exactly. and get catch people's attention. But I'm already, I'm already past the point of being able to do that. Right. So, yeah. So that. really I'm just like in a rebranding stage, uh, making sure that everything uh, meets like my personal standard of quality. Yeah. And, um, I think like musically, um, videography wise as well, if I can reach that, then I'll be able to develop further with the brand nice. and like a, reach an audience and stuff. So. Absolutely. So you want to incorporate more video into your brand more, and your more, more visual elements. Dope. So cool. video, photo, okay, pretty so. much all of it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and even doing this, doing behind the scenes stuff where people can actually uh, like get to know you a little better. And, yeah. It's, it makes a big difference. Yeah. I think it does too. I think the some people are just so closed off that I mean, <laughs> yeah, they don't really get to know who the artist is as a person. And I just watched this podcast the other day of um, it's really important to let people know who you are behind the scene because as an individual artist, I am my own brand, right? So yeah, exactly. If people want to get behind my music and what I'm making, they also have to get behind me. Yeah, and they have to know you to be able to do that, right? So. Exactly. And it's really hard to share your story. It's really hard to tell stories when you have no platform or when you have no um, like raw idea, right? Like if you only have the one medium of sharing a song, it's an amazing way to do it. But if you have some photos, some video, like no one artist, even at the top now has ever made it just off one song. Like no one's just produced a song and been like, oh, I'm at the very hit. Well, 
would say within like the last 15 years, right? Like yeah. no one just records a one-off song and there's no music video and there's no photos to it or anything, right? There's always like production that exactly. follows it or either, yeah, that usually follows it. Um, and yeah. uh, my other main goal right now is consistency. Oh, that's to do that's those, those things with consistency. Yeah. Um, it helps people stay engaged because yeah. especially from rappers, what I notice is um, people either go through waves of being consistent for a while and then drop off for six months or yeah, <clears throat> that happens a lot. I've done that as well. Yeah. Um, I also see some people who just release like a professional video like three times a year or something, but they yeah. don't do anything else outside of that. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I, th I think consistency will help you like build a better brand and grow your audience a lot faster. Yeah, I definitely agree so, with that. Sweet. So that's my main goal for this year is to be consistent with releasing good quality content. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so what's kind of the message that you want to spread? Is there a certain message that you're looking to amplify? Um, you, like, I, think, I think with different projects, I'll say something different. Yeah. Like even on an individual song basis mm -hmm. or I'm working on a couple EPs right now that all have um, kind of different themes. Dope. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of artists get pigeonholed too much into one style. Yeah. That happens a lot too. So, you know, like there's the SoundCloud rappers that just do that. Yeah. Or there's the boom bap <laughs> rappers that just do that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I feel like diversity is a really important uh, part of being an artist. For sure. Um, even if you look at Kanye West, like agree with whatever he does or not. Yeah. <laughs> like over the course of his projects that he releases, mm -hmm. he's always growing, trying new things. And all the projects are like drastically different from each other. Right. Yeah. So... And I think Kanye's done it really well in that sense where you watch him and you see a whole person grow. It's not just the great times. You're like, these are his, a few yeah. hit songs. It's like you've seen him in a very raw state with like albums like Pablo and shit like yeah. this where it's like very out there and kind of strange. And then he comes back and he has some good hits. Like he has some bangers and to mm -hmm. whatever he's doing now, <laughs> which is just kind of all over the place. But yeah, I don't amen. know. Musically though. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> I feel like a lot of artists at least uh, around here that I've been been following are all doing like, this is my style or this is I my style. Yeah. And I mean, that's good for, I guess, consistency of your brand. Yeah. But also I just feel as an artist um, to grow and develop, you have to try multiple different styles like that. You know? Yeah, man, I agree. It's a lot of uh, like what Gary Vaynerchuk says. Um, it's like you got to taste a bunch of different things before you actually know what you want to do. And I think it's the same with mm -hmm. art, like artistry, like which is kind of what this podcast is. is yeah. I love film and I love photo, but I've gotten bored of it. And like I want something a little bit more where I don't make one or two films a year. And they're really, they may be really good or maybe really bad, but I want to produce more content and I want to get in front of more people, but I also want to sit down with artists and like really dig into them a little bit more because it helps me understand. And then when I understand more, it's easier to do videos and photos too, right? Yeah. And then it switches it up, spices things up a little exactly. bit and you get to, um, I think changing it up helps you grow. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause then you meet different people, you have different experiences. And then when you go back to your original art, uh, artwork or whatever it is that you kind of started with, yeah. you have all these your different perspectives things. change. Exactly. Yeah. You have all these th different things to like pull from and these different ideas. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I respect yeah. that dude. All right. Um, SoundCloud rappers. I have two more questions for you. Sorry. Three more questions. Okay. Okay. Piece of advice. But the first one is <laughs> I really want to talk about like, what do you think about the new kind of wave of SoundCloud rappers? And I'm not trying to diss them. Um, but yeah. it's okay if you do, because I just want your honest opinion on it and uh, like the state of, of like. I think, I think, I see the term SoundCloud rapper 
is kind of odd to me, mm-hmm. especially since that's kind of how I guess the sound and the movement started. Yeah. But nowadays, SoundCloud is pretty much a dead platform, right? Yeah. So like nobody really uses SoundCloud as much anymore. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think viewership has dropped drastically anyways. Yeah. So uh, that's where it started, the whole style, but now it's it's on Facebook or it's on YouTube and everything. But, kind of evolved. But um, the actual, the style in general, or the artists here in Kelowna that do it? I think uh, like both, like I would love to hear both, but I think yeah. the, the whole like SoundCloud um, like style, like people that are the like, thing oh, I hate, bro. The thing I hate about the style is lo-fi. Yeah. I, I as an audio engineer, I absolutely detest uh, poor quality audio. Yeah, yeah. And when people like, <clears throat> yeah, when things aren't mixed properly, mm-hmm. And they just over compress and like smash out the vocals and it's all distorted. Yeah. I absolutely hate that. Oh shit. I, like yeah. I don't care if it's a banger, I can't yeah. stand it. Just can't do it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough, man. No. Um, like the sad sad boy shit. Yeah. I I do like that a lot. Cool. Yeah. I, I do like that that kind of style. Um the just like hyphy bangers, um, not typically a super fan of. Yeah. Um, artists in that category typically don't spend a lot of time writing their lyrics. Yeah, that's for and sure. And it's um they <laughs> don't the they don't baby. really have like um what would be the core elements of hip hop to yeah. like a real head. Right. Which is like you can still make new school music like that and you can you can be a good writer at the same time. Exactly. It's possible. But a lot of the people that do do that style, it's the writing quality is pretty terrible. 100% dude. Okay, what do you think about Blueface? Him popping Horrible. up or I, I agree. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the offbeat rapping, I hate oh. it. And I've been it's arguing so with people online in the forums and stuff. Yeah. I, it's hard to tell if they're trolling. Yeah. Like they, they're just like trolling that he's good or they actually think he's good. Man, there's a lot of people but that think he's good. And I they, like- They think he's like the future bro, legend no. or something. I, I, I fucking hope not. Like <laughs> his lyrics are absolute trash. Man, I Dude, him. I watched his fucking like Lyrical Lemonade. I don't know if you watch that channel on YouTube. Yeah, it's Cole like Bennett is great. Yeah. I love him. He's yeah. crazy. Like usually he comes up with these like really like interesting music videos. He's a great videographer. Yeah. yeah. And like that whole video, I was like, what is this song? And like- the video was kind of cool, but oh, the he did song one for Blueface. Like, yeah, he did. That's how I heard of him, man. He did. Um, he did like the first one that that was popping. I can't. I don't even know it, man. I just watched like one of the videos, yeah. and I was like, no, not yeah, I can't do it, bro. It's just yeah, it's complete garbo. I think if you're gonna be okay, and this is one of the reasons why I want. See, to I don't understand why too. how that can hit with so many people. Though it's just the beat, man. That's what I was gonna say. It's all yeah. the beat. It's like the, you honestly, have a good beat. beat beats set. beats can carry artists. Yeah very far bro look at people like little pump six yeah. nine they're all it's all about the beat man like yeah no one's those really artists going to those the, artists were have been able to more so develop their their shows sure. and the ability to be sure. on that kind of beat yeah. but but Lyrical the beat ca- carries a lot of those yeah songs. i mean like even like new little pumps new song racks yeah. man like i wasn't really a fan of that bro one, i like <laughs> i, I like the video is awesome bro the video, the video was, was sweet and now i'm just addicted to the beat and that's yeah. it i really don't a good care quality beat saying. a good quality video and the lyrics don't even really matter no dude after that yeah because yeah his video looked like gta 6 man like the trailer for gta 6 yeah. it was insane <laughs> yeah that's nuts all right man but yeah if you also added in good lyrics to yeah to that equation then you pretty much have you have a like legendary status. Yeah. You'd be kind of going back to the golden age where it's like you revamping the beats for like a modern day. And then you're just having more lyrical elements that are interesting for people to listen to. So even if they're not catching them all right away on the first or the even like hundreds of time, they're listening to the song. And you don't even have to go crazy, like Eminem style, intricate, 
But no. as long as you have like some wordplay and some yeah. <clears throat> some we, some, flow, some, some words that people yeah. haven't heard before, exactly. multi syllabic rhyming, interior rhymes. You yeah. can you can play around with rhyme schemes and stuff too. Mm. Uh, when people just rhyme just the last syllable, that really bothers me. Me too. I, <laughs> but, <laughs> I think like there's so much you can do with it. And yeah, it's really unfortunate to see some of these people just talk about the same things. And yeah, there's a lot of poor writers. Oh yeah. That uh, do get carried by beats. Yeah, and I think it'll get it'll just like they'll get weed weed out weeded out eventually, man. It's I just, just th I just think producers need more credit though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Honest. That's why. That's why anytime that I work with a producer, I always make sure that they get the credit for what they do because <clears throat> a lot of the times that's like that's like makes or breaks a song, you know. Dude, same with video, man. Music makes or breaks a video. Yeah. It's so much different to listen to a. Uh, video with no sound than it is with sound yeah same with music man people that make music and like make beats and produce these things i don't think they get enough they don't even get enough credit but they don't get enough support either like yeah. you see a lot of these oh, so many rappers are just like hey can i get this for free that for free this yeah. for free 100 percent. it's, just it's like, like fuck off, man. <laughs> i mean i mean everybody wants things for free yeah like but you can't walk into a mall and just like take what you want for free yeah dude it's people create these products and spend their time doing that so mm -hmm. you you purchase that yeah man you got to pay for it yeah yeah it's a big thing too is a lot of people uh have trouble paying you know yeah no sorry i'd say a lot of the wrong people have trouble paying so yeah. like you that's the people that people. want everything for free yeah dude they want to yeah. be they want to be popping they want to be millionaires they want to be uh 300 million people on facebook so they walk into a, a superstore and everyone knows who they are yeah but they have 50 dollars to spend it's like that's, that, that doesn't happen. That's not, yeah. that's not equatable. No. The weirdest thing though is like um, in, in the industry yeah. is everything costs money when mm -hmm. you have no money when you're first starting out as an artist. But then once you reach a certain level and <clears throat> let's just say like Mercury's, for example, you have yeah. money, like probably a decent amount of money that you yeah. made from music, but then you don't even have to pay for anything anymore exactly. because these other like photographers, videographers will work, work with, with him. him just based off of his name. Yeah. And you get sponsorship deals and everything. So it's weird how the more money you make in this industry, the less you have to spend. Yeah. The more you get for free. It's, it seems backwards. It is. But I, I don't know. I think it's just like the influence that they have. Right. Cause yeah. like these rappers aren't just making a fuck ton of money. They're also making really good music and people are like, um, feeling yeah. attracted to that and they understand so, at least so it's because it, of right? their skill yeah yeah exactly which is yeah. pretty incredible but still but it, it just creates like a big barrier to entry for like initial oh, initially yeah. getting into it right? exactly man yeah. um yeah there's the barrier to entry is a lot lower now with being able to produce your own music and throw it up on soundcloud it or is. spotify or whatever but still but it still exists oh man it's still yeah. very real like yeah there's still a large gap that you have to go before you're considered professional and before you're considered, uh, I would say like a, a proper and like a real rapper. Like, yeah, you can have even like a hundred tracks out, but if they're all garbage and nobody really fucks with your stuff, yeah. aside from like maybe like your small town or wherever you're from, mm. you're not really at that level yet, man. Like you, you can't be expected to pay or play in big arenas or expect that people think you're this hot shit, right? Yeah. It's and like my a, recording quality is good now, but also I've built out my studio over time. Yeah, man. And it's got like four or five thousand dollars into it. So exactly, dude. it's um it takes time to to get those quality things. Yeah, it's a big progress, that's for sure. Big progress. Sweet man. Yeah. So one more question. 
little piece of advice. Okay. So on this podcast, we really like to focus on the uncommon mindset, which is one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on today. Um, I think that what you're doing, especially with pushing forward for how long you've been doing rap, is really key and critical, especially being able to go into battle rap and stuff like that is is, is definitely like a hardened mindset. And you have to have a certain perspective of the world. Sorry, <clears throat> of the world. You have to have a certain perspective of the world. Mm -hmm. So with that said, I would love to hear one or two pieces of advice that you could give to somebody who's either a creative or an artist, a musician or a rapper, and they are struggling right now to be true to themselves and to produce content. Is there anything you would say or is there any advice that you would give, practical or non? Uh, it sounds kind of cheesy, but just do it. Huh. Um. Nothing, nothing is going to happen for you. You just have to get up and do it yourself. You can't rely on <clears throat> like this connection here or somebody else to do something for you there. I've had a lot of opportunities that have kind of <clears throat> been waved in front of me and then taken away. But the biggest opportunities that have come for me are the ones that I made for myself. <clears throat> and uh, really just putting in the work yourself. Um, I guess having the same goal as me being consistent with releases and um, just consistently working towards your goals. 100%, man. <clears throat> Sorry, I do have one more question for you. Yeah. Through all this, through all the hate, through all the stuff that you go through to become a rapper, um, is there anything, like one thing that drives you that really pushes you to follow your dreams and to not give up on them? Yeah, I'd say I'd say kind of the, the turning point for me when I started taking music more seriously was when my, my sister passed away. Yeah in a car accident and it kind of makes you just realize how short life is when something like that happens. Right. So it's kind of just, uh, seize the day and do what you want to do right now. And, um, yeah, when, when that kind of thing happens, you realize like our time on this earth is extremely limited. Right. And, <clears throat> uh, we could live till we're 80 or we could die tomorrow. We have no idea. So might as well live your life to your fullest and do what you want to do. Fuck yeah. Boom. That's it, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Sorry to end on such a heavy note. Dude, no, that was perfect, man. I want people to like listen to this and be like, holy yeah. fuck. Like, yeah. Like that's, you need to have some weight sometimes. Yeah, like, you need to have some it. responsibility. Let's go. Hell yeah. Um, so tell the people where they can find you, some of your social medias and what's going um, on. Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, everything backslash official Bro, Kairos rapper? music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Official Kairos music. K-A-I-R-O-S. And uh, yeah, find me on all that stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much again for joining us, my man. Um, we'll hopefully have you on another time after we've done this music video and then we can talk a little bit about that and, and go forward with that. But nonetheless, thank you everybody for watching and listening to the Uncommon Podcast. My name is Shane Maslick and we will all see you soon.